Hey, Fidelity, can I get a second opinion on stocks in the Fidelity app? With Fidelity, it's easy to get an outside opinion from independent experts in a single score. And then? When you're ready, trade U.S. stocks and ETFs with no commissions. That's right. I am always right. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity account. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Good Friday morning, a major escalation in the Middle East overnight. The U.S. fighting back against those attacks in the Red Sea. Good morning, it's January 12th. This is Today. Taking aim. The United States launching military strikes in Yemen, retaliating for repeated violence against commercial ships in the Red Sea. This morning, the message being sent by the White House and the fears it will draw the U.S. in even deeper. Caucus countdown, Republican hopefuls fanning out across Iowa with just three days to go. Where things stand in the home stretch. Plus, Donald Trump in court delivering an unexpected speech during closing arguments at his civil fraud trial. Years of litigation and all politically motivated. This is their new form of cheating. His fate now in the hands of the judge will have the very latest. Storm alert. Tens of millions from coast to coast bracing for another weekend of snow, rain, high winds, and bone-chilling cold. It could feel like 50 below in some cities. Al's got the full forecast. Red flags. The FAA now launching an investigation after that mid-air blowout. The focus. Did Boeing do enough to make sure its MAX 9 planes were safe to fly? And when will that fleet be back in the skies? All that plus, are you ready for some football? The road to Super Bowl 58 about to begin. NFL fans everywhere gearing up and in some spots bundling up for six historic games. And we've got your guide to the action this wild card weekend. Today, Friday, January 12th, 2024. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cutby. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to Today We Got There. It's Friday. Nice to have you along with us. Big, big football weekend. Everyone's waiting. Let's do it. It's the best, guys. This is a live look at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. Chiefs are going to take on the Dolphins. It is going to be cold there. That's a big story for the game, for a lot of activities this weekend. Another major system making its way across the country. And as you can see, it's already impacting places like Waukesha, Wisconsin. There's the look. And Al is going to have the forecast details in just a moment. But we are going to start with that breaking news overnight. The U.S. escalating its involvement in the Middle East, carrying out airstrikes against Houthi targets inside Yemen. U.S. Central Command releasing these images just a short time ago. If you are wondering why Yemen, why now? The Houthis, they are an Iran-backed rebel group. It controls a large part of the country. They're behind dozens of attacks against commercial ships in the Red Sea, using them to demand Israel stop its attacks in Gaza. We have complete coverage. We'll start with NBC's chief foreign correspondent, Richard Engel. Richard, good morning. Uh, Good morning, Savannah. The Pentagon has been threatening to carry out these strikes for weeks in order to protect freedom of navigation in the Red Sea. But the Houthis are not backing down and immediately promised retaliation. The U.S. and British militaries overnight carried out air and naval strikes against militants in Yemen in retaliation for attacks on commercial ships in the Red Sea. 
The strikes further escalate the war in the Middle East, which the Biden administration has been seeking to avoid, and draws the United States deeper into the conflict. U.S. officials said American aircraft launched from the USS Eisenhower and bases in the region to hit at least a dozen targets in Yemen, including airports, military bases, and weapon storage facilities. The purpose, the Pentagon said, was to deter the Yemeni militants known as the Houthis, who have carried out more than two dozen attacks on commercial vessels in the Red Sea since Hamas's October 7th massacre and Israel's devastating response in Gaza. The Houthis, who are backed by Iran, say they only target ships bound for or connected to Israel, a claim the Biden administration disputes. In a statement, President Biden said the operation sends a clear message that the United States and our partners will not tolerate attacks on our personnel or allow hostile actors to imperil freedom of navigation. The Houthis vowed to retaliate and continue attacks in the Red Sea, calling them a defense of Gaza, where the health ministry run by Hamas says more than 23,000 Palestinians have been killed so far. In Israel, they've already begun mournful commemorations to mark 100 days since Hamas killed 1,200 people and took hundreds of hostages. Families of hostages went right to the border with Gaza to shout to their loved ones. Omer, can you hear us? They gathered where an open-air music festival was held on October 7th, when Hamas gunmen arrived at dawn in paragliders and murdered more than 360 young men and women and kidnapped dozens. Romy Gonen was kidnapped from the festival. I spoke to her mother, Mirav, next to Romy's photograph. Do you believe she could hear you? Yes, yes. She can either hear me or feel that I'm talking to her. I know she does. The Israeli government believes more than 100 hostages are still alive in Gaza. The White House says at least six of them are Americans. Savannah. All right, Richard Engel, thank you so much. We want to turn now to NBC News analyst Jeremy Bash, served as chief of staff at both the Pentagon and the CIA. Jeremy, good morning to you. Let's go back to these strikes overnight and this breaking news. Obviously, this is in retaliation for multiple strikes by the Houthis against targets in the Red Sea. If the Houthis are undeterred and keep going, how do you see this playing out? Will we continue to strike as well? Yeah, I think we will. I think we'll continue to try to maintain escalation dominance because it's an intolerable situation, Savannah, to have the Iranian-backed Houthis firing weapons at ships. Of course, about 20 percent of the world's shipping goes through the Red Sea and the Suez Canal. This could have a geoeconomic shock. But also, if one of those missiles hits a U.S. naval vessel and American sailors die, we could be in a much broader conflict. You mentioned Iranian-backed. Houthis are a proxy of Iran. We see this all over the region now, Iranian proxies, whether it's Hezbollah, Hamas, whomever. Does this not just draw the U.S. even more deeply into the conflict? It does, but I think the reality, Savannah, is we are in a proxy war with Iran already. Hamas is a proxy of Iran. As noted, they have six American hostages. They killed 50 Americans on October 7th. They attacked our ally. They've conducted 150 attacks against service members and bases in Iraq and Syria, forcing the U.S. military to respond with airstrikes. And now there have been 27 attacks against ships. And so we are in a de facto proxy war against Iran at this hour. All right. Jeremy Bash with the latest there. Thank you so much.
Let's turn now to the countdown to Iowa and the legal troubles hanging over Donald Trump, the New York civil fraud case threatening his business empire. It's all now in the judge's hands after yesterday's closing arguments. Trump unexpectedly speaking out in his own defense. We have two reports. We're going to start with NBC's senior legal correspondent, Laura Jarrett, who was actually in the courtroom. Laura, you were right there when it happened. How did it go down? You know, there have been a lot of surreal firsts in covering all of the legal issues surrounding the former president. But this, I got to tell you, uh, was different. He was not yelling, but he laced into the judge, the attorney general. He said he's an innocent man. The gallery is packed. Really, the room changed as soon as we realized, oh, he's actually about to speak. Because remember, the judge had initially said he doesn't get to speak because he was worried he wouldn't stay on topic and he would disparage everybody, which he did. But I think the judge didn't want to create an issue on appeal. And so he said, okay, he can have his five minutes. But then at a certain point, he said, look, you got to control your client because Mm -hmm. he's off the rails. What about the legal case? As we know, the, the, the main claims of fraud have already been determined that the, yeah. the Trump and the Trump organizations is liable for that. It's largely a question of penalty. But there are other defendants in the case. And I know you had some observations about there could be surprises in the judge's ruling here. It, yeah. You know, I think there's sort of been this assumption by Team Trump that the judge has already sort of decided what he's going to do here. But the judge was actually peppering the state attorney general's office about some of the individual defendants, including the sons. And I would not be surprised if Don Jr. in particular is not found liable in this case because there just isn't as much evidence sort of attaching him and what he knew to the false financial statements as there is to Eric Trump. And so I would be I would be not surprised if we see him actually not found liable by this judge. To say it again, this is a bench trial. The judge yeah. decides everything. There everything. is no jury. We do expect a written decision, I presume, in, in the coming and weeks. And he's got to have already started writing it, Savannah, because he said, I'm going to have my decision by the end of this month. It's a huge case, three-month trial. You don't write that in two weeks. He must have already started, but he says he's aiming for the end of the month. All, All right. right. Thank yeah. you, Laura. Roger. Thank you. Uh, Hunter Biden pleaded not guilty yesterday to federal tax charges. This comes months after the collapse of that plea deal that could have spared him the spectacle of a criminal trial. President Biden's son is accused of nine felony and misdemeanor tax offenses. The charges stem from what federal prosecutors say was a four-year scheme to skip out on paying $1.4 million that he owed to the IRS and instead using that money to fund an extravagant lifestyle that, by his own admission, included drugs and alcohol. The judge set a tentative trial date of June the 20th. Well, as mentioned, we are headed into the final weekend of campaigning before the Iowa caucuses on Monday. Meet the press moderator, Kristen Welker, has made her way to Des Moines this morning. So, Kristen, here we are. It's the final weekend. Most polls show Donald Trump with a commanding uh, lead, perhaps unprecedented lead in Iowa. So what are you watching for this weekend? Well, hi, Savannah. Good to be with you. A couple of key questions here. Does former President Trump win? And if so, by how much? If he comes in below expectations, that could raise questions about his strength. On the other hand, you talk about the lead that he has, Savannah, nearly 30 points. He could potentially be on track to have the largest win here in the GOP race in history. Right now, Bob Dole has that distinction. Back in 1988, he got nearly 13 percent of the vote for comparison. The other big storyline I'm watching, what happens to that fight for second place? All eyes are on Governor Ron DeSantis. He has effectively put all of his focus on the state of Iowa. A third place finish for him would just be devastating. The question, would he have to reassess his campaign? On the other hand, if Nikki Haley has a third place finish, could that raise questions about the momentum she has? 
Big yeah. picture, Savannah, all of the campaigns are basically downplaying expectations in part because there are supposed to be near record lows here on Monday. I was talking to caucus goers overnight. One of them told me not to fear Iowans come from a hearty stock. So they are not concerned about the turnout here on Monday. No. Uh, so let's talk about New Hampshire a little bit because DeSantis is all in on Iowa. Yeah. Nikki Haley is counting on New Hampshire. Chris Christie drops out potential that she picks up whatever he was getting in the polls at 10, 12 percent. That could make a difference in New Hampshire. So how do you see that playing out? Well, that is going to be the key question. What happens to those Christie voters now that he has dropped out? By the way, he has said that she doesn't stand a chance of winning, that she's going to get smoked. She's dismissing that kind of language. But Savannah, the question is, will she get those voters right now? About half of Christie's voters say that they are going to vote for Nikki Haley. And of course, in New Hampshire, it's an open primary, so she could get some crossover votes as well. But it's such a unique primary. It's hard to make a big sweeping statement about what that means for the state of the race. A strong finish for Nikki Haley in New Hampshire would mean that she would head into her home state of South Carolina with a lot of strength. But guess what? Donald Trump's leading in the polls there in South Carolina as well right now. So the big question is, will this make a big difference, even if she has a strong showing in New Hampshire? Because if Trump has a strong finish here in Iowa, Savannah, boy, it is going to be really tough for the other candidates to catch up and overcome him. All right, Kristen, lots to talk about. And you will have more, of course, from Iowa Sunday morning. Meet the press. And Kristen's going to join us. We've got complete coverage Monday morning right here on Today. 713, say good morning to Craig. Hey, Craig. Hey, hold up, Savannah. Good morning. Good morning to you as well. Good Friday to you. It's shaping up to be another weekend of wild weather all over this country. Tens of millions set to deal with the third winter storm of the week. And this time, plunging temperatures as well. Mr. Roker standing by with that full weekend forecast for us in just a moment. But first, NBC's Maggie Vespa once again braving the elements for us this time in the windy city. Maggie's in Chicago. Good morning to you. Hey, Craig, good morning. Look at how wild this is. To give you some context, it wasn't snowing at all like half an hour ago. This bomb cyclone hitting as we speak, and it's hitting hard. Uh, you can see the snow's already picking up. The wind is picking up as well. Chicago, as you know, as Al's going to explain, one of so many cities and communities across the country bracing for more severe weather. 35 million Americans under those severe winter weather alerts as this so-called bomb cyclone basically takes aim at a nation still drying out and digging out from the latest round of severe weather that hit just days ago. This morning, the latest wave of brutal winter weather in the form of a bomb cyclone detonating across the country. With another round of twisters and hail hammering the south and blizzards slamming the Midwest with blinding snow and whipping winds causing whiteout conditions, snarling roads and blanketing neighborhoods. We're mainly dealing with accidents. Temperatures plunging well below zero, setting the stage for possibly the coldest Iowa caucus in history Monday, with wind chills expected to feel like 30 below. And more avalanches in the west. Near Stevens Peak in Idaho, authorities say two people were rescued. One is still missing. And a second avalanche in Lake Tahoe after one Wednesday killed one person and buried three others, including Jason Parker. You said you couldn't move. No, you, you can't move at all. It's it's a scary feeling. Rescuers seen here digging for Parker, who was trapped under close to four feet of snow. They found him after eight minutes. I started yelling, 
help, help as, as much as I could. My adrenaline's rushing. My I just uh, it was it was so it was surreal. In the Northeast, another round of torrential rain is set to worsen ongoing flooding. Rivers in New Jersey still rising from the last round of severe weather earlier this week. Hard-hit communities nationwide preparing for more blows as Mother Nature shows no sign of letting up. Yeah, that avalanche interview is going to stick with me for a while. So glad Jason Parker's okay. Uh, back here in Chicago, obviously this is a city. This is a population used to intense winters. Like people here are used to conditions like this. But this bomb cyclone and this weekend, frankly, is set to be so intense that officials are pleading with people to just this morning adjust or flat out cancel their morning commutes if they can, just work from home, knowing that, again, the other differentiating factor of this storm is that brutal cold lows overnight here in the Chicagoland area are expecting Craig to hover below zero well into the middle of next week. I'll send it back to you. Maggie Vespin, a cold, windy, and snowy Chicago. Mm -hmm. Maggie, thank you. Well, I was tracking it all. Yes, he is. Yes, you are, Mr. Roker. I'm looking at you. Take it, girl. Thank you. It has been nonstop. 145 million of us under wind alerts from Texas. Uh, The Rockies all the way into New England. Flood alerts up and down the eastern seaboard for 35 million. 56 million people under winter alerts. And look at this. We've got tornado, severe weather right now through 11 o'clock this morning. Central time, we've got tornado watches. We do have some tornado warnings as well as we look at Mississippi and on into Arkansas. We ahead of the system up to the north, as Maggie was talking about. You can see the snow from Chicago, Milwaukee, back to Des Moines. This thing is going to be really intense. In fact, 29 million people this morning into the night, into tonight under risk of severe weather. We're talking tornadoes, wind gusts of 75 miles per hour, these hurricane force gusts stretching from Jackson all the way to Wilmington. So as this bomb cyclone makes its way up into the upper Midwest, biting cold, blinding snow for the Midwest tomorrow, blustery and colder in the Northeast and New England, intense snow bands around the Great Lakes. In fact, uh, by Monday, Chicago could see nine inches of snow. That would be more snow than they got all of last year. Hourly snowfall rates of one to two inches likely around the Great Lakes, probably hear some thunder snow, isolated amounts of three inches of more in the Northeast and New England. And guess what? Coming up next week, here we go again, another storm possible toward the end of the week. Uh, we're gonna, Again, the track uncertain, but with cold air in place, we could finally be seeing some snow here in the New York area, the Northeast as well, where we got that snow drought. That's your latest weather. And thanks for calling me girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. I was hey. I was hey girl in this. Oh, girl. I yes. thought you was me. Hey, girl. Hey, hey girl. Hey, girl. Thank you so much, girl. Coming up. Yeah. yeah. Okay, they're playing our song, guys. It's the most exciting weekend of the mm-hmm. NFL's year. Yes. I think wild card weekend, super wild card weekend. Kaylee Hartung in Kansas City with one of the most anticipated matchups. Hi, Kaylee. Hey, good morning, guys. Here at the home of the defending Super Bowl champions, we could be making history on Saturday as temperatures drop below zero and it feels even colder. Players say it's the price of playoff football. Coming up, we will tell you about all of the records that could be broken this weekend. Yeah, Kaylee, we're going to also break down the games and the end of the Bill Belichick era in New England with our pal Mike Tirico. He's with us live. But first, this is Today on NBC. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. 
with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed back 730 that's that our beautiful norway spruce she is still standing uh but not for much longer so the rockefeller center christmas tree coming down this weekend. So we have a huge crowd out today. Yeah. It's like a, it's a Friday crowd yeah. and they picked a good day to come because they still get a look. She had a good run though. Tree. She had a great run. Yeah. She had a great run. But it's yeah. time. It yeah. is time. It, it is, is time. time. <laughs> We're going to take ours down this weekend as well. So um, as our tree departs, another big event is going to be kicking off tomorrow. We are, of course, talking about the NFL playoffs. It is hard to match the excitement of Super Wild Card Weekend. This year's road to the Super Bowl is getting underway. Some major changes happening on the sidelines mm-hmm. of America's favorite sport as well. Let's start with NBC's Kaylee Hartung. She's in KC, where the Chiefs are going to take on the Dolphins. Could be one of the coldest <laughs> games ever. Uh, Kaylee, I don't know. The Miami team isn't really used to temps not, like that. They don't do well. Yeah. Kaylee, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, and I'm from Louisiana, and I'm not built for this weather either, guys. You know what? It is 20 degrees right now, and if you can believe it, the temperature could drop by as much as 30 more degrees. We're going below zero from this one. It's going to impact the play on the field and the fans in the stands. All this excitement for the playoffs, though, is building as some big coaching changes dramatically alter the NFL landscape. The postseason is firing up in the bitter cold as 12 teams look to make it past Wild Card Weekend. It all starts tomorrow as the Dolphins leave warm Miami for the icy gridiron in Kansas City. At kickoff, the temperature at Arrowhead expected to be just one degree. And with the wind chill, it's going to feel more like 17 below. That would make it the coldest game in Dolphins history and is sure to impact two of the league's high-flying offenses can't prepare for a game like that with that kind of weather so it'll be new the defending super bowl champs determined not to let the elements disrupt their rhythm i just say get ready for the game let's do that i don't really care what goes on out here yeah we're not having a snowball fight in houston a unique quarterback clash cleveland browns joe flacco looking to continue his resurgence gunning for an nfl record eighth career postseason win on the road just days before his 39th birthday, while Texans rookie C.J. Stroud aims to become the youngest quarterback to win an NFL playoff game at just 22 years old. I'm really excited to play my first playoff game, of course, and it's been a goal of mine since I've been a kid. But storylines on the field, no match for the shakeups on the sidelines. Just hours after Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll stepped aside after 14 seasons with the team, Patriots legendary head coach Bill Belichick announced he would hang up his hoodie. Robert and I, after a you know series of discussions, have uh, mutually uh, agreed to um, part ways. Belichick built a dynasty in New England over 24 seasons, winning six Super Bowl titles, all of them with Tom Brady under center. 
The quarterback writing, I'm incredibly grateful to have played for the best coach in the history of the NFL. We accomplished some amazing things over a long period of time. I could never have been the player I was without you, Coach Belichick. While Belichick still has the third-best record in league history, his departure comes after the worst season of his career. Still, the future Hall of Famer says he's excited for the future. It's with um, just so many fond memories and, and uh, thoughts that I you know, think about the Patriots and, and I'll always be a Patriot. Well, Bill Belichick knew a little something about braving these elements back to this brutal weather here in Kansas City. You know, attendance here in Arrowhead, it has been better than ever this season. And yet we expect thousands of these seats to be empty because a lot of those fans aren't willing to get into these temperatures. We will have our eyes, though, out to see if Taylor Swift can brave it all to cheer on her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey. And guys, you heard Al's forecast earlier. It's not just Kansas City that's experiencing this in the NFL world. Buffalo is expecting blizzard conditions when Ooh. they host the Steelers on Sunday. Ooh, so, that's gonna be, that's gonna, by the way, good luck to everybody out there. At least Pittsburgh's more used to it than Miami. To Those Taylor boxes are heated, though. Like, Correct. she's good. Oh, she can wear a turtleneck or something. All right, Kaylee, thank you. Okay, there's somebody else in Kansas City who's got a front row seat to the NFL action all season long. Our buddy Mike Tarico. What a big story, the Bill Belichick story uh, yesterday, Tarico. And in fact, there are a whole bunch of coaches who are, there are a lot of vacancies in the NFL at this point. It was an extraordinary 24 hours. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Nick Saban leaving Alabama, Pete Carroll leaving the Seattle Seahawks, and Bill Belichick. Combine all those guys, that's 24 championships, college and pro, over the last couple of decades here. So uh, it's a remarkable time in the NFL. A lot of veterans, the guys have been around a long time. I think Belichick is not done. I think we're going to see Bill Belichick going forward here on the sideline of the National Football League. Mike, let's talk about the weekend. It is going to be a fantastic one for football lovers. You're there in KC for the Dolphins game. Let's talk about some of the other matchups, Mike. Who do we like? Sure. Well, if you want to start that Browns-Texans, Kaylee just hit on it. Houston's one of the great stories of the season. And Cleveland with Joe Flacco coming back, but maybe the comeback player of the year in the league. That'll be extraordinary to uh, start off the wild card weekend. The Texans are a young team. C.J. Stroud, a rookie quarterback. D'Amico Ryan's a rookie head coach. That's a fun part of the uh, equation going into wild card weekend. And then our game is going to be, as Kaylee said, maybe one of the coldest games in the history of the NFL playoffs. And you have a quarterback in Tua Tagovailoa from Miami. He's from Hawaii, plays in Miami, has no idea what's coming. It's going to be a remarkable night. Kaylee talked about the empty seats that may be at Arrowhead. People are just going to try to stay warm. Yeah. A lot of them are going to be back in the club watching the game and not sitting out in the windshield. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Mike, why suffer? Mike, you've done just about everything in, in broadcasting. And, and this weekend, though, a first for even Mike Tuico. Mike's calling back-to-back mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. Saturday there in, in Kansas City. Then you hop a flight mm-hmm. for the Sunday primetime game. Does that change your prep at all, buddy? Uh, a little bit. But fortunately, we had Miami last Sunday. And we've had Kansas City a whole bunch of times. We've, Taylor's been on tour with us, actually, <laughs> in case you guys didn't realize. So uh, we, we've seen the Chiefs a bunch during the year. And then I get to go to where I live in Michigan to watch the Detroit Lions play a home playoff game for the first time in three decades. Wow. And the guy coming in to play them is Matthew Stafford, who was their quarterback for 12 years, who asked for a trade, got a trade. All the Detroit fans supported him when he played in the Super Bowl. 
and he led the Rams to the Super Bowl 56 title. Now he comes back to play his old team. It's going to be one of the best settings and scenes that we've ever seen for a sporting event in the NFL playoffs. So I can't wait to get back home for that on Sunday. We're well, fired up, Mike. Eat your Wheaties. you got a big weekend ahead. Thank you so much. And again, Super Wild Card Weekend starts tomorrow. we got Browns and Texans, 3 o'clock Eastern, right here on NBC. And then Chiefs and Dolphins, exclusively on Peacock. Then Sunday night, catch the Rams and the Lions on NBC starting at 7.30 Eastern time. First what? time ever a yeah. network has had three playoff games wow. in one week. Wow. Big Pretty deal. cool. Good yeah. for us. All right. Still ahead. Is Maverick ready to soar once again on Popstar? What we're learning about the potential for a Top Gun 3. Wow. First, though, inflation back on the rise, perhaps. Christine Roman standing by to break down a, a closely watched new report, what it says about the economy and what it also says about the impact on your wallet. We'll have that for you right after this. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. We are back at 742 with today's consumer. This morning, a less than ideal new read on the battle against inflation. Yeah, the latest data released just yesterday shows that the consumer price, uh, consumer prices increased more than expected in December. That was after a, a month's long slowdown. Here to break down what it means for you and your wallet, NBC senior business correspondent Christine Romans. Hi, Christine. Hi. So is this a, like a little bump in the road on the yeah. way to lower inflation or something that is setting off alarm bells? I think that's a perfect analysis. That's a wrap. <laughs> yes, it's a bump in the road here. You can't just go straight down on the inflation story. And I think anybody who's gone to the grocery store or filled up their gas tank in the last month knows that the bills are going up a little bit again. And so 3.4% is that number. You know, the Fed would like to see 2%. So we're not quite there yet. So as a reminder, there's more work to do on the inflation story. Let's break down some of the categories. Where did you see the increases? You know, uh, rent and shelter, this was mm. the biggest chunk there. And that's a sticky inflation number. It's hard to change that. A lot of economists, though, tell me that's going to get better this year. Gas was up a little bit. Food was up a little bit. And when you dig into the food prices, you guys, eggflation is still a thing. Yeah. There's some new cases of avian flu. And so instantly you saw those prices rise. Look at ham. You had sporting event tickets rising too. laundry equipment, car insurance, you know, steaks. Steaks are still more expensive. I like a nice steak every now and then. Yeah, yeah. This number showed that yeah. those steaks. I don't cereal. like to see the ham price go up. I know. Now they're hitting us where we live. Well, now you've got to switch the steak out for cereal because cereal yeah. prices went down. <laughs> well, let's see. Look, you usually end on some good news. So let's talk about that. You mentioned cereal. Anything else yeah. go down? There were 
are a few different things that caught my attention. Lettuce, potatoes, breakfast sausage. So breakfast things seem to be doing a little bit better. Rolls and muffins, (laughs) coffee, a cheaper cup of joe. I can take that. Girls apparel, boys apparel. A lot of goods prices are falling. So we've been seeing this in this economy. Service prices rising, but goods prices falling. So, I mean, if you're trying to pick up a new winter jacket for... You know, your little cost centers, as I call my children. Yeah, um, you cost can, centers. <laughs> you, cost you can centers. get a cheaper, cheaper <laughs> That's so jacket. true. That's so, so they true. They bring in no revenue. No, they only cost. <laughs> they are the red. I'm um, stealing that. But real quickly, so the Fed, obviously, we've been watching very closely. It th- was expected that the Fed yeah. would start cutting rates because inflation was headed in the right direction. Does that mess up that? I don't think this number changes that trajectory, but I don't think the Fed is cutting rates anytime soon. Maybe later this year, that'll be lower mortgage rates, folks. That would be lower cost to borrow money, which would be a relief for American families, but it's not happening overnight. All right. Thank you. Enjoy your weekend with your cost centers. (laughs) Yes, the cost centers. Ow, ham prices. Ham. You don't like that. My God, I don't like to see that. No, No, uh -uh. uh-uh. Another thing they don't like to see in Chicago, a lot of snow right now. Ground stop at O'Hare Airport. So this thing is really starting to get ramped up. All right. Uh, control room, bring in that music. It's time. All right. We got football music. It's super wild card weekend weather, baby. That's right. Wild card weather weekend. Okay. Let's start off. Okay. Kansas City, the game that's only on Peacock. Now, I feel very much like Mike Tirico right now because I got stats. Dolphins versus Chiefs tomorrow. Uh, winds of 30 miles per hour. Wind chill of minus 19. Coldest Kansas City game ever was one above. This is going to be two, so it's going to be close. Miami, by the way, 0-10 games played since 2017 in games that are under 40 degrees. All right, Kansas City, 9-1 in their last 10 home games at temperatures at that point. All right, Steelers versus Bills. Okay, 1 p.m., heavy snow, winds up to 40 miles per hour. Could be blizzard conditions, 24 degrees. And then the other outside game, the Eagles, Taking on the Buccaneers. Arr, matey. We're looking at Monday. Showers, possible thunderstorms. Temperature of 68. All right. Another big contest. The Iowa caucuses. That's right. Dangerously cold. Wind chill watches and warnings in effect. Frigid winds gusting to 25 miles per hour. Wind chills minus 42 in Fort Dodge. Ottumwa minus 38. Dubuque minus 32. Davenport minus 35. The coldest wind chill caucus ever was minus 26 back in 1972. Bam! Take that, Tariko! And that is your latest one. You just hit the mountaintop. That, <laughs> oh, I mean, no. that was awesome. I was channeling my Tariko. Yes. And your Kornacki. Yes. Yes, love it. Okay, still ahead, guys. Are you taking part in dry January? A moist January. Damp January. Damp. Yeah. Damp. Dry-ish. It can improve your health, save you money. We've got all the tips and motivation you need to stick to it or get on board. Not too late. Guys, coming up on Popstar, it's being called a performance 30 years in the making. There's a brand new video out this morning to get you pumped up and hyped for Usher's Super Bowl halftime show. And then the family behind the real-life parent trap, social media has been taken by storm and captivated. They're here to share their story. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.